Here's to those who love not to wisely, no, not to wisely, but too well. Go to the girl who <laughs> Say something. With when she <laughs> Get out. My <laughs> back hurts from carrying that last dojo. <laughs> the holiday season is upon us, Mr. Burns. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. To the Gentleman Dojo. Oh, God. It's so great excited, to be here. Excited. This is a, uh, well, this is a holiday tips yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of show. Well, we're excited. Uh, do you remember yeah. last year we had uh, In for the Holidays. My mom was here for Thanksgiving. Great. And then after that, we had Peter she was Billingsley. Funny. She's great. She's the funny She was great. Chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know what's crazy? She makes the same money as I do when I go out on the road with you when she's just sitting home. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Here's something Steve always says. I'm going to mail you a check. Never see that again. going to mail you something. Uh, it's in the to mail. To my right. Yeah, sure. To my right. How, working you. all the C-clubs around the country. Wait, By the way, what are you thankful for Gary this year? Gary Canning sending tapes to all the C-club managers. <laughs> what are you thankful for this year, buddy? I mean, I've seen your website. I assume it's not much. But go ahead. You tell me what you're thankful for. What are you are thankful you for anything? Of, what? Well, we just Thanksgiving just came and went. I was just wondering what you were thankful for. Hold on. Do you even have a website? I do, and you can pull it up. It's working on, right now. See. Go ahead. Do it. Okay, hold on. It leads with that review from Gigmasters. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be surprised. It's up and running, my friend. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. Here it's it up. is. Sure. Uh, you just have a splash page with dates. Was comp to hotel. <laughs> never showed up for any. A- Steve, that's on the main. <laughs> this is I your website. This website. is a, this is a review. I don't think that's on. Was comp website. to hotel. Never showed up for any of the activities to meet. Uh, I don't think that's on the website, Steve. Yeah, wanted reimbursed for tuxedo, which he wasn't wearing. Arrived immediately after scheduled to perform, so yeah. he showed up late. His material was stale, nothing fresh. He was loud, obnoxious without yeah. being funny. Even his Botox jokes, it, it was a cosmetic a surgery <laughs> organization, were not funny. After 15 minutes, the president of our foundation asked him to leave. He was he polite without incident. and exited without incident. Yeah, that's a nice website. Wait, but that's on my homepage you're telling me. That's what? not what I paid somebody to publish. <laughs> they took that? It's crazy. This is literally... That's your favorite thing no, to do No, this is my ever. favorite thing. What is it? Please excuse the long review. But I'm going to share with you my experience. Of- <laughs> what? What is this? Remember this? Oh, for, oh that, that- Berghain. Oh, I was in Berlin a couple Come weeks on, ago. Come on, we've heard was, this already. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Can I just read this one last time? Do you no. want to? Hear this? this is this, this is, is a, a, this is a Yelp review on somebody who. This is our Christmas show, and that's fine if you want to read. Go ahead. This is the best. All right, fine. I gotta read it one more time. Okay. Great. Uh, I was sitting in a hotel bar. I started chatting with a couple of guys from London. They seemed normal and told me they were getting ready to head to the world's coolest nightclub. I figured, hey, it's Saturday night. What the hell? So I asked them if I can tag along. They say no problem. One of them informs me that I should probably change clothes because the place is hard to get into. But they had a connection. They recommended that I go change back into simple, plain black clothes. No buttons on the shirts, no hoodies. They said if I have a black scarf, that would be awesome. Said the door guy loves scarves and black clothes. So I go and change, come back down to the lobby. We hail a cab. We're off to a place called Berghain. Upon arriving, I see this super long line that's leading into what looks like a commercial building of some sort. It's I liken it to a warehouse. It's not inviting at all. The guys from London tell me we're going to cut in line. 
While we're standing there looking for a spot to cut, I take out my phone to check Facebook. One of the London guys goes into a rage and starts cussing me out and grabs my phone yelling, Don't look at your phone! Don't use it! They won't let us in! Anyways, we get to the front of the line and this creepy-looking older guy with earrings, face tats, and spikes in his lips. Supposedly, he's some type of guru in the club scene. He's a weird guy. And yes, he has a scarf on. He looks me up and down, waves us in new... <laughs> waves us in with his pinky. Now, things are about to get really weird. <laughs> Once inside, the music is blasting too loud. You could feel it in your chest. I thought the bass was going to set my heart off rhythm. I tell the two guys from London, let's go get a beer. They look at me like I'm crazy. They offer me these strange-looking little pills, and I pass. No drugs for me. <laughs> they both pop them and then start making out. I'm not talking about a little kiss or a peck. I'm talking open-mouth tongue kissing. It was aggressive-slash-disturbing kissing. I didn't even know these dudes were gay! Exclamation point. I look around, and there are three or four naked guys dancing all crazy with erections. I decided to go get a beer. Why would you go get a beer when you see dudes dancing with boners? But he's like, all right, I'll go get a beer. <laughs> I tell light. myself, maybe I'm in the wrong part of the club. Maybe this is the gay section. Nope. The whole club is the gay section. On the way to grab a beer, I pass in disbelief a bearded guy butt-fucking the crap out of another bearded dude. Why are you still going to get a beer, by the way? You can smell feces and sweat. I take my eyes off of that situation. It only gets worse. There's another guy. And I kid you not, he's got his arm almost up to his elbow up another guy's ass. I thought it was a magic trick or an illusion. It wasn't all caps. The guy that's basically getting impaled is enjoying it. I saw one guy getting tag team, double penetration style, by two guys. I said, to hell with this, I'm out of here. Now he wants to leave. As I'm leaving, I remember that one of those Londoners has my phone, so I need to go to, to find him. Now there are naked guys everywhere, sucking each other off, fisting each other. Happy holidays, everybody. There was one dude Jesus that was Christ. riding another guy, cowgirl style, and yelling, balls, teeth. Balls teeth. I asked the dude next to me, what's he screaming? He informs me balls teeth is German for balls deep. That was your nickname in high school, right? Balls teeth? <laughs> Middle school. Oh, sorry. <laughs> when you ever, whenever you go on a casting, that's that's what they call you. Uh, Are we done? <laughs> hold, no, no, no. The I'm Nazi sorry. guy, the Nazi looking guy comes up to me with a syringe and acts like he's going to stick with, stick it with me. I jump back and I think about beating the shit out of him. And he starts laughing in a very bad English, says, you want chemical to wake up and make high? As I'm saying no, a loud siren whistle starts blowing, and the whole club starts going bananas. I ask this guy who looks like a vampire, what the hell is that? Is there a fire or terrorist or something? He does this weird giggle and says the siren means slip and slide time. Hundreds of guys, the ones that aren't already naked, drop their pants and start masturbating on the dance floor. Evidently, you're supposed to ejaculate on the floor and make it slippy, and the naked guys go sliding through it. What the fuck? I look back, and that vampire-looking dude is jerking off in my direction. I throw a beer bottle at him and start hauling ass out of there. I run past this one guy that seems to be injured, and he's asking for help. I'm pretty sure a nice guy. <laughs> I don't know why he thinks he's a nice guy. So I ask what happened. He bends over, and you can see this rubber-looking object barely protruding out of his butt. You could barely see it. He then explains he had shoved a rubber arm with fist up there, and it was stuck. This guy thinks I'm going to help pull it out. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
I finally get to the exit and I yell to the weirdo doorman, you sick bastard. I hail a cab and make it back to my hotel. That was my experience at, quote, the world's coolest nightclub, end quote. I can handle a lot of stuff, but this place was way over the top. I will not be back, never. Ugh. You love that. Which you love better, that or the Gig Masters one? You, Gig you, Masters I, is so short and sweet. It's like, it's like a good night kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a very. It's it's very. Well, this should, is a Vegas one night stand. I should post that oh. on my website. God damn, that's so funny. By the way, well that that's awesome, Steve. <sighs> Thank you for killing eight minutes of the holiday show that I was so excited about. What 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 makes this the holiday I show? I brought cookies in for the crew. Is your friend calling? Uh, yes, Steve, but he's on a flight right now. Oh, By the way, this this show's never gonna air. <laughs> I should just text him and tell him not to call in because. Why would you say that? What, I, Steve? You read about dildos and fornication, and now I'm gonna introduce a guy about how not to be bitter during the holidays. It's look, we were talking about gig masters. Yeah, we went down that rabbit hole. By the way, and I thought, well, why not bring you do, out the other? Best can you review? do your uh, Trump impression for me on the air? I love it because you you do it at the shows, and that one joke that you do about the uh, hey, and let's uh, you know. Um, Go camping or whatever, and then we'll buttfuck each other. You changed that joke to the Trump joke. No. So you didn't even write anything new. You just recycled Gary, it to a new Do you have bit. even any political, any any jokes about the political season? Th- this year? Yeah. No, I'm not a political comic. You, I mean, <laughs> you can't do political jokes, Steve, and then talk about the guy, homeless guy, shitting around the corner. For, like, I can talk about whatever I want. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just for saying. an hour, yeah. I'm, I'm, an hour? Yeah. It feels like hour. three hours. Well, I do have three hours specials. <laughs> Happy the, Hour, Burn Identity, Champion. And you're proud of all three out. of those. Oh, yeah. You are. Yeah. What, are you proud of your last call with Carson Daly set <laughs> eight years Excuse ago? Excuse me. That you ju- oh, I'm Excuse sorry. Are you me. proud of the access <laughs> set that is Twice. the same as the Carson so, Daly set eight years ago? Hosts. You have fucking eight minutes. What are you talking so, about? And you're bitter about it. Oh, you're I'm bitter, bitter about it because I'm making more money than you. And that's okay. Oh, shut I'm fuck. not. You yeah, rent. Let, let's. <laughs> you rent. So a lot of people rent. How many times do you come over and swim in my pool? Uh, nev- never. Oh, I don't right. want to get algae on my back. Where's your guest? I don't know. Stevie's in route. <laughs> and route. Did you? Is this guy called? No. Yeah. Well, Steve, he's flying today. He's traveling, promoting the book. I think he's doing Donahue. Promoting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> so your guest that you had lined up is not. I told him. you this. I said let's wait till we start the show. You're like, no, let's get into some Christmas cheer. Yeah. All of a sudden, you start reading that shit online. I got to read it again because your guest isn't calling. No, right, he's calling, Steve. He's calling. He's calling now. So here I am going to the world's <laughs> hottest nightclub. <laughs> Steve, read my review one more time. I'm going to see if there are any reviews of you. Yeah, I don't that think there actually. are, Steve, because mine all fall under the radar. Can we just scrap this one? No. It's... Well, Kickmasters is the only Stretch. thing that comes up. Stretch. We're oh, hey, wait, the... wait, wait. Okay, here's oh, Scary Can-Up. Stand up, a good one. Stand-up comedy for charity. Yep. Wowie. Yo. What does this one say? Okay, well. I didn't do a stand-up comedy no, for charity show. looking at these reviews. Yeah. Funny and good guy. Which one was this one? <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah. This is this is now your real. What is it? Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to it. It's Ryan Reese. The cannon. 
This, this is from a guy called Life of Dad. Oh, this is horrible. You guys, <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys. That was so fake. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. I like how... I like how Tommy said to do that, and I could clearly hear that he said that back there. So really, that meant an honor. That was an honor for me. How about a hand for Tom, everybody? I love Tom. Oh, they, uh, <laughs> they have a couple of kids uh, that are at home right now by themselves, so that is great parenting right there, everybody. Silence. A four-year-old that's watching himself. All right, Nothing. awesome. Well, welcome in. Uh, I know that we have some people from uh, Children's Hospital here. Where are they at, by the way? Where are the Children's Awful. Hospital people here? By the way. Two people. All right. Well, thank you, guys. The buildup was a lot more yeah, than for that. Charity, uh, nobody's even we also have some people uh, that are here from uh, Kaiser that are actually working right now and are here drinking <laughs> rather than at work. So that's very, very cool as well. Nothing. All right. Well, these are the jokes, everybody. Let's start loosening up. Uh, maybe not off to the greatest start, but uh, that's fine. Uh, Tommy uh, didn't what work a treat. as much as he should have. Got uh, a call from my booking agent. <laughs> no, 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 no. Tommy does work at Ellen. If you've watched that show, uh, like I do, uh, Naked, uh, what he does Nothing. is he does the warm-up, and they give a, a bunch of stuff away to this audience. So we felt, why so, would— So the joke is you watch Ellen Naked? What? The joke is you watch Ellen. Who are you doing uh, San Antonio okay, with this, uh, this weekend? Some free stuff as well. So, yeah, why stuff? wouldn't we, right? So uh, at the end of the night, you guys are free to take these chairs home with you guys. So just unbolt that stuff and uh, run out. So the joke is mm-hmm. we're going to give out some free gifts. Mm. Take the chairs home. Mm-hmm. Great setup. <laughs> and we'll give this away as well. So it's going to be a, stool. He it's just not 12 stool. days of Christmas, but it'll do. Uh, and we do have no. people that are live streaming. Aaron, uh, please the never right post now, this thing. Dad.com. This is never uh, going to never post this shit up. Oh, to uh, lifeofdad.net. What is And life that's of actually a, an adult video site. Uh, it's a bonded site. So uh, don't do that. And Boom, nothing. Uh, what is Life of Dad? Uh, it's my buddy's uh, charity that he does uh, for, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> this guy laughing. He's obviously familiar with that site. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> how are you guys over there? Are you guys just friends, or you guys know each other? How do you guys know each I'm other? I'm telling are this guys guy not to call. Meet on eHarmony. <laughs> What's going on, ladies? How do you guys know? Sisters. sisters. It's one of my fantasies. All right, thank you, sisters. Welcome in. There, I've never laugh. lived that fantasy out. Is that your wife right Barely there, sir? Laugh. How do you guys know each other? Hold on. Sure. All right, thank you, sis. Sure. <laughs> How are you guys over there? You guys just friends, or you guys know each other? How do you guys know each other? You guys meet on eHarmony? What's going on, ladies? How do you guys know? <laughs> sisters? It's one of my fantasies. All right, thank you, sisters. Welcome in. I've never. Aaron, would you would you say that that was a laugh or a faint? <laughs> a faint. Like you could barely hear him. I think it was the yeah. two sisters that kind of laughed, but the audience uh-huh. kind of laughed. Right. Let's see what else is on this. That fantasy out. Is that your wife right there, sir? How do you guys know each other? He doesn't speak English. All right, well, thank you. That explains a lot of this. Big, you know, that's bombing, right there. Bombing. 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 Not sure. That's a good sign. All right, well, you, you know, know what? Let's go four minutes thank in. Let's go four minutes in. Two minutes. This and I was like, game. oh, my God, I can't deal <laughs> with this middle seat anymore, you guys. I had coach traumatic stress syndrome. That so I kindly joke. went over the soldier. Like, listen, dude, you've been in a war zone. You know how to handle that back in 33B. But uh, God bless America. I've changed and, that um, joke. Nothing. I now change it to 43A. For some of you guys who are laughing, it doesn't, I don't take it personally, you guys. I make $9,000 a year, with or without you guys. So I am very yeah, successful. there it is, Steve. You can stare at me. I know a lot. <laughs> Let's pull up some of my Hold happy hour second. stuff. Hold on a second. Hold on. Wait. That's five, five minutes and 31 seconds in. You go, there's some laughs. Unbelievable. All right, let's By the way, I'm pulling up a Steve Byrne clip. There's a 58. Well, you can't, you, Here, you're not plugged in the sound. Damn box, it. So it how matter. could this have happened? So we're going to watch something important to remember. A video about. that has 62 views. <laughs> Six <laughs> of mine. Yeah. A guys, year ago. we are halfway through this fucking amazing show, guys. Yeah. 
Burbank Comedy Festival. Guys, we're gonna rip this Burbank Comedy Festival. Right through. Oh wait, we're not gonna play this one. You might actually be doing good. We're doing this for Jerry's kids. Fuck it, guys. Yeah. Dated reference. Guys, let's buckle in. This is where the cover charge finally starts to fucking make sense. This is gonna be a great night. Dressed like a slob. Nobody got that joke. Good. All right, guys. Not a joke. Boy, this is a prestigious festival, guys. One of the most prestigious in Burbank. I gotta tell you guys, this is. You put up these two posters that you picked up at FedEx Kinko, and you are ready for a fucking festival, guys. Awesome. You guys look like you're thrilled. Thank you for sitting in the front row. Who doesn't love negative body language? Awesome, guys. Yeah. Your mom was there? All the movies were sold out. They're like, fuck it. Let's go over to Flappers. Let's check out. Movies were sold our group on tonight. All right. Movies are sold out. Good, good stuff. Two dudes in the back row. Looks like a Tinder fuck up. Yeah, All right, guys. I, yep. Good. Go to the gay. Go to the gay joke. I wore his bathing suit out. Don't turn back, sir. Don't. You will poke an eye out. All right, good. Guy wore shorts. He's like, fuck it. I just got done cutting the lawn. Let's head to Flappers. All right, good, guys. Holy shit. I am prepared for this festival, guys. Last week, I did the Fresno Comedy Festival, guys. So I know about competition. And if there's any managers here in the room, let's get the contracts ready, guys, because I'm ready to move this career to the next level. That's right, guys. I make nine grand a year, ladies. I'm not fucking bragging. That's right. No laughs. No laughs on that joke. Same joke, no laughs. If you guys don't start laughing, I'm going to bring up some of the other comics, guys. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You can groan all you want. You fuckers weren't laughing either, so let's pick it up. Yes. Thank you, guys. Just love the dead stares. That's awesome, guys. Got their arms folded. This is bullshit. All right, good. We were told this address was a Dave and Buster's. This is bullshit. That was a good one. That was such a good Thank one. Thank you. Uh, this is so funny. So By the way, guys, I thought, this, I thought this comedy club was a Dave and Buster's, <laughs> but it's a comedy club. <laughs> Fucking great, Gary. I'm out of town. Oh, Anybody so visiting good. the beautiful Burbank? Two people. All right, good. Where are you, where are you guys visiting from? You guys called in yet? Nope. Here we go. <laughs> back there. Oh, he's calling now. Fuck it. Steve, right, we are so excited. <laughs> Let's start this show right now. We got 10 minutes with him. Yes. Greg, are you on the phone with us? I am on the phone with you. Well, thank goodness that you called in uh, because my co-host <laughs> was playing audio clips of me bombing at various clubs throughout the L.A. area. So I wish your plane how many had of those landed. Are there? Is that, like, how long can that? There's go? a lot. There's, There's a, a lot. lot. Greg. Yeah. There's a lot. Greg. A lot of footage. Too much, to be honest. With I you. wish. I wish your flight had gotten in a little sooner and you had deplaned quicker. I would have upgraded you to first class. That happened as well. <laughs> I would have upgraded you to first class. You could have gotten off the plane a little quicker. Instead, Steve and I uh, have been uh, trashing each other. So uh, we would like to welcome uh, Greg. How do you pronounce your last name? Bresendine? Bresendine, exactly correct. Yep. And and we're excited because you had this book out that I, I tracked down on Amazon. It's called The uh, Bitter yeah. Singles Guy, Guy's Holiday Survival Guide, right? Yes. And tell us yep. a little bit about the book. We're, we're excited because we're in the holiday season. Um, and yeah. I know that because my co-host has no bookings this December. Gary. So um, <laughs> I do know this. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the book. I'm really excited about this thing. Yeah. So the first thing I'll say, I'll say is that I, uh, it, back in 1999 when the Internet uh, was young, I started a relationship advice column online called the Bitter Single Guys Relationship Advice. And it seemed like something fun that might not last very long, but I actually wrote it uh, pretty actively for 15 years, mostly online but in print for a while. And then I got the idea a couple of years ago to write the book. So the book is actually a couple of years old. I just did the Amazon publishing a few days ago, though, okay. actually. Oh, that's awesome. And 
Uh, yeah, it's neat. And, and, and so what, it, what, what was true, I was finding myself in some relatively what felt like kind of standard holiday weird situations uh, that I felt I needed to warn people about. I think that's the shortest version. <laughs> uh, so certain things you had to warn people about, like, like yes. for, for example. So being single around the holidays, for example, uh, and I, I've been both single and coupled at the holidays and in my life, like many people have, being single around the holidays, you can expect to be peppered with questions about why you're single. Uh, <laughs> mostly you know, from family members, from parents, certainly from other coupled, coupled people. There, it, it's, it's a thinly veiled, what's wrong with you sort right. of question that seems to come. Uh, and so, you know, you want to be polite and you're there at the, at the, the Christmas you know, buffet or you're there at the, the evening holiday party and you're there by yourself. And, you know, you just, it, people treat you like you're like, there's something wrong. You've been in a tragic accident. Uh, and that must be why you're, why you're single. So, you know, there's techniques for how to have a, a calm conversation about that, how maybe to take the 14th question from your aunt about, uh, the lack of romance in your life um, and what to do with that. So that felt like an important thing to say. And then similarly, when I've been in relationships, when I've been coupled, uh, you know, you have the like, whose family do we spend the holidays with problem, uh, which is its own set of problems that felt like it uh, needed to be written about as well. Well, I got to say, every time I see Gary over the holidays with his (laughs) wife, I just think, what's wrong with her? Because she could do so much better. So I think the grass is greener. Yeah. Greg, Greg, I'm going to write a book very similar to this, go. and it's for Steve's family go. because he always gets questions over the, the holidays. Why aren't you working more? When's the rent Gary, coming in? Gary. Why don't you have a career? Where are your TV credits? Your daughter has no gifts there, this year. Just get my intro correct. Unbelievable. There's a lot to say about how to deflect awkward questions over the holidays. Sure. You're yeah. there, right? Do you, you know, f- you're trapped with family, even if it's friends. You, you know, you can't really say, you know what, you're – you know, I'm out of here, and you're being an asshole, and I'm going to wander away. So, you you know, some techniques for not losing it, you know, in the first hour or so. At least that's that's how I look at it. Do you find that the questions start the day before Thanksgiving and end, like, January the 2nd? That's typically the holiday season, What is the right? lonely season? When would you when would you categorize the lonely, the lonely season? season? Wow. Is that... You know, it starts to ramp up around Halloween because that seems to oh. be, you know, sort of now, of course, retail, if you're in any retail outlet at all, around Halloween is when the Christmas stuff starts peeking around the corners. But around Halloween, there's there's this, you know, the, there's the, you have plans, are you doing something, who are you doing things with? And then, at least for me, the questions about where, you know, from my family, you know, what are we going to do for the holidays? Do you want to try to get together for the holidays? Are you going to bring anyone? Are you bringing that same person from last time? So those questions start in a really innocent way, I find, as early as Halloween. Uh, and so it's, it's a, you know, that's the time when sort of the, for me, <laughs> the tension starts getting ratcheted up. You're like, oh, shit, I get to do this again. But it's kind so, of funny because, yeah, you I mean, you you get it around then leading into the holidays yeah. and it's capped off the Sunday with the cherry on top oh, is God. New Year's. That's the last. Yes. That is the worst place to be single and lonely. And Gary it spent is. a lot of his New Year's Eve's calling suicide prevention lines uh, <laughs> instead of doing comedy. <laughs> And then the first thing they would ask me. (laughs) The first thing the prevention line would ask me is, "What venue did you see, Mr. Burnett?" Gary, (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) Greg, I mean, is it all fun? Free tickets. Shut up. (laughs) Is it all culminating towards New Year's Eve then, and and New Year's, and then, and then almost like you you get a month to cool down, and then you're right back in the thick of it with with uh, Valentine's. Oh yeah. 
It's true. Well, New Year's Eve is it, it is in fact a capstone on it, especially if you're single. Uh, coming into New Year's Eve, you know, there's it, it, for whatever reason the movie when Harry met Sally got embedded in everybody's collective consciousness. Sure. And we all all get this idea that we're going to go out on New Year's Eve and have some sort of profound romantic experience. Couple people, this happens for a couple people as well, but it's really big for single people. Uh, we're going to go out and have this profound uh, New Year's Eve experience, and we're going to meet the person of our dreams, and it's going to be, you know, this slow motion, eyes across the room. But the way everyone goes about this is by drinking, which is not the easiest way to have, you know, a, a meaningful connection with another human being. So, you know, people go out, I certainly have in my past gone out, and you start with a little drink to get festive, and then the evening wears on, and you're suddenly that creepy guy in the corner who's sort of lurking and having another drink, and no one really knows who he is or where he came from. And then the next day, you just feel like shit. And then, yeah, by the time you recover from any of that, it's Valentine's Day, which is you know uniquely positioned to make you also feel really good about yourself. <laughs> it's always that weird thing too, Greg, right? Because you know now is the time of year for company Christmas parties, and so yeah. obviously people want to bring a date to the company Christmas party. Right. So it's hard when you're going stag right it is because you get that question from coke you know nice co-workers that you work with happily all year long you know sort of see you at the christmas party and look over your shoulder and are like oh are you here alone and there's this sort of awkward silence yeah and then you're supposed to explain well you know my significant other is you know in, in the hospital after a horrible car accident so really it's okay but no you've got to sort of say that yeah i'm here alone and then oh okay so are you long awkward silence but are you single now? Not right now, no. Okay, and and do you do you feel that it, you need to be single as the author to really generate the material for the book, or no. are you just going back <laughs> and recollecting your memories from that time period? I have had uh, well, I, so I wrote the book at a time that I was single. Um, I have had uh, more experience in my adult life being single than I have being coupled. So. I feel like we got a, I've got a pretty good grasp on it. And most of the time, you know, a lot of it comes also, you know, I, I wrote an advice column for 15 years. And so I got letters. I had hundreds and hundreds of letters from all over, mostly the United States, really all over the world, but mostly the United States, about everything imaginable. And so a lot of what's there is not just my own experience. It's, you know, the reflections that were in the letters that came to me from readers. Um, and that was one of the reasons I felt like the book was a lot of fun. And, it, you know, at the end of the day, the book's meant to be a lot of fun. But it was it was fun to write and important to write because I was realizing that the, a lot of people were having the same experience and describing the same experiences that I was. Um, so uh, yeah, it, I think that whether I'm whether I'm personally coupled or not, I don't have any problem kind of coming into that persona and writing uh, writing as the bitter single guy. I sort of created that that persona when I started the column um, back in you know 1999, the early days. Uh, and, and I've always sort of written from that perspective, and he's he's a little more jaded even than I am, if that's possible. <laughs> I gotta ask you this: It seems like, you know, living in Los Angeles, having lived in New York, I know some life coaches. Yeah. Okay, and life coaches are yeah. great at giving out advice, but yeah. I'm friends with them, and I know they're complete train wrecks. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's you, but anytime somebody gives relationship advice, it could be like the guy that's a great coach that never was a great player, but for some reason yeah. is a better coach. What is it? Why is it that that for the most part, sometimes people that give relationship advices are the worst at being in a relationship? I'm not saying that's you, in, but in general, it just oh, no, seems to fine. always be that way. I, I pretty much suck at it most okay. of the time, so you're pretty accurate. Uh, I think it's because... I, you know, anybody who's, who's, who can sort of see something in someone else isn't necessarily able to see, to see the same thing, same thing in themselves. And 
you know, no ability of, of mine to see an opportunity in, in another person's pain <laughs> means that I'm all that great at turning that around and aiming it at myself. Um, and we also, our own, our own shit sneaks up on us, I think, in ways that, uh, that, uh, that, that looking at somebody else isn't as easy to be fooled by that. So I, I get fooled by my own ability to, uh, to sabotage my own success, right? So I'll, I'll realize, you know, after the fact, oh, shit, I, I did that myself. Like, that was all me. And that's not always easy to see in the moment when it's me. If I'm talking to somebody or, or looking at somebody or even reading a letter from somebody, I can sometimes see that and, and, and describe that in their behavior way more easily than I can in my own. So, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not as easy to hear it. Uh, uh, to hear and, and take to heart what I offer someone else uh, for myself. So yeah, I, I have my train wreck moments. It's true. Greg, do you find that because people like friends and family know that you have this blog, know that you have this book, they w- are, are are more prone to try to set you up because they feel like, oh well, listen, he is that bitter single guy. Obviously, I know you're in a yes. relationship right now, but do they feel like that they need to set you up? Yeah, that's that's definitely happened. Um, uh, well, and I think the first thing though, when they if they know that I have the that I have the blogger that I've written a column uh, when I was when I was more in print, um, I, I get sort of the the oh you know oh that doesn't you know seem bitter what's wrong and there's sort of a a desire to sort of step in and offer help and I try to say yeah it's you know it's meant mostly for fun I mean there's a little edge to it but yeah there's also uh, some some desire to set me up as well um, I've managed to crush those opportunities just as easily as I crush the ones that I find on my own. So but you said uh, yeah, that you, happens. You started in print, obviously. And so, you know, we no, actually started online online. Okay. H- how has dating yeah. changed, especially, you know, we're both comedians and anything <clears throat> topical. You have to have a joke. I mean, Gary doesn't, but I do. Um, <laughs> how, how has changed? It, it just seems like dating has changed vastly. I, I mean, oh my I God. see young kids swiping on faces, but when I, yeah. I think that they're missing out on the fun of the pursuit of yeah. literally getting dressed up with your friends, going to the yeah. bar with 20 bucks. You're trying to make it stretch. Yeah. And you're just going up and tapping girls on the shoulder, trying to yep. impress them, come up with fun, witty banter, fun. Uh, to, for me, I always love that pursuit and the adventure of yeah. you never going to know what's going to happen tonight. Whereas now yeah. you read these articles and guys are just swiping faces and girls are coming over and they're yeah. banging and they're going home. And there's no like yep. there's no fun in the pursuit of it. it. It seems like to me, I think that these kids are missing out on. But, uh, you know, you deal with this a lot more in terms of relationship yeah. and people yearning for the relationship. How has dating changed even in the last five to ten years? That's a, that's a great question. And pr- I think the short answer for me is profoundly uh, the Internet has changed <clears throat> what dating looks like so um, so amazingly in some ways that are pretty astounding and good and in some ways that I think are pretty soul-crushing. Um, you know, the, the presence of um, Match and OkCupid and Plenty of Fish, uh, Plenty of Fish, uh, as well as you know Tinder um, and and the, the myriad of other um, hookup apps. I mean, you know, call them as well. You know, social media apps, whatever they're hookup apps. So the the increase in those um, means that it, it it sort of feels as if there is exactly what you want at your fingertips, and that's what it seems like should be possible. But I think in practice. You know, it's just, you know, when you do that moment when you, you get your 20 bucks and you go out uh, and you're at the bar and you're, you know, you're, you're with your friends, you're, you know, having a conversation and you're, you're always kind of looking around for what might be better than the ones right, that's right in front of you. It ends up being part of the pursuit, right, is, you know, if there's a, a plumper gazelle on the other side of the bar, you <laughs> right. might sort of head that way, uh, not to put too 
gruesome a point on it. So in online, I think that's even <clears throat> even more pronounced, right? So you're swiping faces. You know, a, a two-dimensional picture is a terrible way to actually get a sense of a human being. You're swiping faces, and you keep swiping because the next one is bound to be hotter, taller, shorter, whatever your thing is, right? A better match in whatever way. So um, I think that online promises to be this great initial setting but ends up being just an ocean of people who are always looking for the slightly better thing. And so I think there's a jadedness about it. Now that's the, that's the bad part. The good part is there's folks who, you know, not very social, maybe, um, you know, don't like to be out in public, maybe have, you know, some, a a disability of some sort, or just some reason why they're not going to do as well sort of in the bar scene as any number of other people. And they're finding you know, the right connection online. So for reasons like that, I think it's amazing. I think it's, it's expanded the world of possibilities to people. Um, and then, you know, you get into the area of things like fetishes. And so if your particular thing is, you know, rubber wetsuits and, you know, um, sailor hats, there's going to be somebody out there there's who's into be, rubber, yeah. wets, rubber wetsuits and sailor hats. <clears throat> and you can find them online in a matter of minutes, I bet. So I think it's, it, it's, it's, it's both, right? It, 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 provides connections maybe that, that weren't there before. But overwhelmingly, certainly my experience with the whole online experience is, is that uh, you got to have pretty thick skin to engage in an online dating uh, experience at all. you got to be prepared for a high level of rejection, um, and you got to fight that urge to be looking for the plumper gazelle because but the rejection, that's where it falls apart. the rejection <clears throat> isn't the same, right? I, I think, like... I think to get, you know, to be denied online, it's just like, you know, Kathy's not interested or whatever comes up. I have no right. idea. I've been married for, but, but to be like, even if she comments, it's like, you seem nice, but it's okay. But it, like to literally go up to a girl at a bar in front of all your friends or on a dance floor and go up and approach a girl <clears> and say, Hey, I'm Steve. Would you like to get a shot? I'd love to just talk, talk with you, whatever. I, I think to get shot down there, it hurts so much more. But again, I think I think when you actually do find that connection, it is that much more gratifying when you find that person that will actually spend the time and want to get to know you and talk to you, as opposed to just yeah. literally looking at these headshots of people that 80% yeah. of them are deceptive. And yes. when you're talking to it, reminded me of like playing a hot hand in Vegas. It's like yeah. you want to just keep pursuing. Oh, there's something better. There's something yeah. better. You keep going. But it's like eventually the house is going to win. And yes, exactly. it's, a, it's a bad run. Well, and I, I think you're right. I think also that that more of the bar is a, a more crushing letdown. But if you're, you know, in the way that you describe it, especially you're there with your with your friends, you're all there kind of doing the same thing or at least know what you're doing. So you come away from that rejection of the bar back to your friends who may be joking around with you a little bit, but you mostly have the support of, of folks around you in that rejection. You know, I, I have heard so commonly from folks who would write in and even people that I know talk to me about this, that, you know, you they, they try for their R and a try online for the first time and set up a profile and they, what they don't do is then kind of start approaching and hi, you know, here's my name and what I'm doing. You know, they, uh, they'll say, well, it's been you know, it's been three weeks, and I, and not a single person has swiped on my face or not whatever that hell that means. That sounds creepy. Not a single person <laughs> has you know tapped on my profile or sent me a note. And so you're sort of all alone in your house, you know, and, and you're looking at your phone expecting something to find you. And it, I think it's even more isolating to get that 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 tiny rejection yeah. uh, because it, because it, it seems like the, at minimum I've got a good enough picture that somebody would tap on it and take a, take a closer look. So when you go through a couple of weeks and even that hasn't happened, I think it's pretty crushing. And I, so, I think but I also think, 
as I mean, nothing replaces a, a connection with a human. I mean, yeah, at the end and of the I day, think, I think you, the problem with relationships too, Greg, is that's why they fail because they meet on Tinder. All of a sudden, they start texting, and there's no real yes. communication until oh, they yes. actually meet in person. And so right. that's that's why when you finally meet them in person, it's like you know Nick Yusuf, our buddy, has that joke. When you meet them in person, it's just like the, the she sounds like a dude. Hi, yeah, how are hi, you? right, right, right. <laughs> that's how she it's, laughs. It's, it's like what yeah, the fuck it's like happened? oh, this is yeah. the person I thought I was meeting yeah. when I was coming into this situation. Right. So it does make yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, are you happier yeah, now that you're in a relationship? What was the question? Are you happier now that you're in a relationship over the holidays? That's probably a question that should have a really easy answer, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. I'm going to go So with, you're yeah. cheating. Let's I, let her not listen to this. <laughs> Don't tweet this out. Been, the difficulty has been that I've actually, I've actually never n- not been happy around the holidays. I've, I've been happy being single, and I've been happy being partnered. I've and I think you'll be happy giving her a $25 gift certificate to Starbucks as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Good point. Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. I'm happier being in a relationship over this over this holiday season than if I were not. Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> I need to think about why it's been so long. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Well, Greg, we can't thank you enough. We Absolutely. know that you were on a short layover uh, heading off yeah. to see family in Florida. So uh, yes. we really, really yes, appreciate. Uh, and where can people find the book, Greg? Uh, you can find it on, on Amazon. Uh, look up Bitter Single Guy or Holiday Survival Guide on Amazon. Uh, and that's where you can find the ebook. And then for relationship advice as well, since you do that, where can people find you and maybe ask for some advice? At bittersingleguy.com. And there's a link there oh, to, nice. be able to email out uh, and ask questions. Awesome. Well, I know Gary will have some questions for I you. I will. That will be coming in shortly. <laughs> Greg, thank you so much for, for taking guys, the call. A lot of fun. Oh. Absolutely. We'll do it again. And happy Thanksgiving to you, pal. Thank you. To you guys as well. Take Thanks, care. Greg. Yep. Bye-bye. Well, Gary, you actually Very came funny. through. Um, what about uh, bitteredmarriedcomic.com? You should have that website I'm actually domain. happy married. I oh, really? Love my wife, yeah. Uh, ask her this question. What? I don't know if she'd feel the same. She she wants to live with a guy where doesn't know where the money's coming from? Gary, what Going to Sacramento for 13 bucks? She's happy with this. Oh, fuck. We will She's be happy with this. We will be in Las Vegas together. Yeah. At the end of December, <laughs> right? 28, 29, 30. I haven't seen what's paying there. yet. I haven't seen what it's You'll be there. Yet. We're doing shows backstage, billiards, bar, December 28th, 29th, 30th, three-night stand. I thought we were at a comedy club. We're at a billiards bar? It's, oh, God, you've done it, it before, successful. you dipshit. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to be down downtown Las Vegas for three days leading up to New Year's. Uh, Gary! No need to do, like, the Mirage. Downtown billiards bar. Fuck yeah. What, what do you... <laughs> what do you have going? Anyways. Who wants to be mid-strip these days? You go downtown. We're downtown, yeah. yeah. Downtown's yeah. Sort of theater where all down the history there? is. Oh, no, no, no. Billiards bar. All right, good stuff. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Where can, they, where can they find you with your 1,700 followers? This podcast has really Gary, done well for you. GaryGannon.com. I can't believe you're still doing this. Thank you. Oh, you. You.